What is travel going to look like as restrictions lift or are expected to lift? Now, keep in mind, the restrictions on us as Canadians traveling, really not that, there's not there's basically nothing there. You've got to use the Arrive Can app when you mm-hmm. come back through, et cetera, et cetera. There has still been some random testing at, at airports, but it looks like that's all being lifted by the end of the month. The big question is when you have international travelers coming into Canada now as well, they don't have to jump through the hoops. So you would think that that would increase the number of people overall who are traveling. Our big question has always been, can the airlines handle it? Because so far, things have been a little rough, or at least some inconsistencies, both with airlines, but also with airports themselves and staffing and baggage handling and, and you know, the... the, the uh, the gates, all of that. Well, I think we all remember at the beginning of the summer those scenes from uh, places, especially like Pearson mm. uh, in Toronto, where it was just w- looked like kilometers of unclaimed luggage and these horror stories of people not, their flights just getting cancelled at the last second and then rebooked for maybe weeks later. I mean, these really, these unprecedented situations that really speak to an airline industry that is not ready for high demand. Yeah, I know you've got a two-week vacation, but uh, we can't get you out today. We can get you out in about seven days. Does that work for you? Is that going to be good? Is that uh, going to fly? No. So is our airline industry for uh, industry ready for any kind of demand? Uh, our next guest is the president of Travel Secure. Marty Firestone is joining us to talk about it. Marty, good morning. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. A little curious about that, the changes that are seem to be coming. I, I don't I don't know that they're that major at this point. Would you how would you describe them and the impact on the on travel uh, in and outside of Canada? Actually, I think one in particular is a major, major increase, and that's the potential. Unless I'm reading it wrong, if you're no longer going to ask for proof of vaccination, that would mean hundreds of thousands, millions, potentially people who never traveled in the last three years because they weren't vaccinated could now enter into Canada and not have to show proof. That should absolutely translate into a massive surge in travel. And are we ready for it? I mean, we've talked about how the airline industry has laid so many people off and now, you know, many people are kind of coming into that industry, maybe new in that industry, uh, and they have trouble retaining employees because they don't necessarily pay a really competitive wage it's, and it can be fairly transient. So can can we handle the demand? No, I, I'm afraid we could be going back to the summer chaos and mayhem stories awfully quickly. And, and the reason is, again, many left the industry. Many pilots were given early retirement. You just can't press a button and bingo, be back to infrastructure pre-pandemic. So this was going to be a lull September, October, November, prior to the Christmas holidays. It's not going to be a lull anymore if after September 30th, they take all three of those restrictions away. You watch. They're going to have lots and lots of people traveling. Question is, as you said, is the infrastructure ready to accommodate and handle it? I'm, I'm trying to get an idea. So you say there's potentially, and absolutely, you know, potentially you could have hundreds of thousands or millions that might decide that, hey, we want to go and travel and, and now we're going to... But, you know, Canada in the fall, is that usually a destination for travelers from around the world or as we head into winter? Like, how, how, how realistic is that? Yeah, the potential, yes. Reality, what is that? 
potential just going to see families that would be reason enough regardless mm. of the winter and the snow or anything like that yes i agree it may not be a destination a sun destination you know in october november but i still think whatever it was going to be it's now increased tenfold because now they're going to remove those restrictions so <laughs> do we just do we book wait for the chaos <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up your seatbelt, I guess. I, I, I think we're looking at it all over again. Interesting point, though. Wonder whether the U.S. is going to follow with dropping that restriction of proof of vaccination. Because at this point, no talk about that, but you still do need proof of vaccination to get into the U.S. So that's going to be interesting to watch if they reciprocate or have some understanding of doing it at the same time Canada does. So that's something to watch out for. Have, has there been any rumblings about whether they would do Because hasn't pretty much all, most of the rest of the world uh, dropped most of these restrictions? Aren't we near the end of uh, the, the long list? Well, we were the only one that had the arrive can scenario. The proof of vaccination was dropped from most countries prior to the summer. They wanted the summer business. Probably U.S. and Canada are the few left that were requiring proof of vaccination. I suspect that the two of them are going to announce, I would think, simultaneously this decision. I can't imagine the U.S. not doing it also, but time will tell. We'll have to see. So what sort of supports are in place for the airline industry? I mean, are they getting any sort of additional funding to to hire more people, uh, to, to have better training, to maybe be, be paid more competitive wages? What's, what sort of supports are there, if any? Yeah, I don't think any. Nothing that I'm aware of. And it's not just airlines, you know, it's the terminals. It's so many spots that they all have to improve and get up and running so that we don't have delays you know what it's like a domino effect if that plane has to sit at the gate for an additional 15 minutes the one that's supposed to take its spot can't get in and so on and so on and then the bags start uh, lining up and then all the problems start again so the key is how can they move people quickly through without the arrive can that's going to help without random testing that's going to help only time will tell how this is all going to unfold. Yeah, you still have to have, have the staff to, to man the gates, to, to take care of things out of the tarmac, to take care of luggage, to take care of all of that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure how much you know about the regulations. I know we had a conversation quite a while back about uh, certifying pilots and recertifying and making sure that they have all their, their health things, uh, in, ducks in a row, and that there were long delays uh, because of sort of federal red tape about how long it would take for them to get there. That's partially where sort of the pilot shortage was coming from. Got a message in on our text line today from uh, from one of our listeners talking about the Transport Canada RAIC pass, the rake pass, in order to work at the air, air, airport. Uh, that can sometimes, he says, take two to three months to get it after you apply for it. So there's this delay. So it would seem that there are regulatory problems or red tape that are also delaying the ability to get people into jobs to make this industry smooth again. Exactly. And this is why I go back to the point that you just don't press a button in instant employment and instant back to numbers pre-pandemic. And therein lies the problem is we can do as much as we can, but if they don't get it up to the what I would call the normal number, but it appears you need more than the normal number if we get this flow of traffic. There is pent-up demand. People have not traveled in three years. There is what we're going to face, and we'll, we'll have to see what happens. So if if we are sort of going back to our normal travel pattern then as Canadians, when when is the, the peak travel time? Where are people going the most? I would imagine it's probably you know, a lot of February Mexico vacations that Canadians are taking. When When can we expect the biggest surge? Well, Christmas holidays should be and will be 
a big time and then followed by any sun destination vacations who's kidding who i mean the minute winter sets in everybody wants to get out of here and that's the problem if you're only going on a seven-day all-inclusive vacation and you don't get out on day one Mm. and your trip all of a sudden becomes a six day and you have to be back to work on day eight i mean this is how it all falls apart if there's just one delay i told someone it's like your snowstorm every single day and that backs up the system but imagine every day being a snowstorm I wonder if charters uh, charters more guaranteed because uh, you know you you fill the plane. I guess if that thing breaks, it's going to break. But I mean that that could be possible almost any time. Exactly. If that gate is not ready to handle that charter flight when it lands, then it gets delayed, and then mm. the one that was supposed to leave three hours later doesn't get out on time, and so on and so on. Uh, what are you seeing in, in your business? Because you do travel secure, a lot of uh, travel insurance, that kind of thing. Are you seeing a, a, a rapid influx? Has it been increasing in the last little while? Do you see a spike? What are you expecting for the rest of the this year? I, I get a feeling as to your answer, but I just wanted to see from your business point of view where you're at. We are seeing numbers that we've never seen before. I have never seen people who now are going away i'm talking snowbirds for the moment that are booking from november to april not coming back in between it just seems they haven't been down to their condominiums their places their their trailers wherever they're going and they're saying you know what this year i'm going i'm not even coming back in between so i'm seeing a tremendous boost in insurance and travel for sure Mm -hmm. This okay. is oh, sorry, just, uh, we're going to let you go here, but I just saw something else on the text line uh, from, again, one of our listeners uh, saying that they don't ask for proof of vaccination in the U.S., at least they don't even ask, uh, but it, it's still a requirement. Maybe is it just part of the documentation so they don't actually have to ask you to show it? It's just because it's already on your records. That's correct. It's okay. already on your records or somehow you did it at check-in or somehow it was done when you got your boarding pass. There is still a requirement to show proof of vaccination to enter the U.S. I can assure okay. you of that. How they see it, I don't know, but definitely has to be. Okay. Marty, thank you so much for your perspective this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.